Welcome to Kingdom Living Today with Apostle Desiree Andrews, broadcasting from the studios of Kingdom Business Ministries. Join Apostle Des with today's word just for you. And now, here's Apostle Andrews. Help me welcome my featured guest, Apostle Tonya Williams of the Gathering of the Intercessors in Tallahassee. She is going to tell you some awesome things about what God has said and uh, more about herself. So a welcome, Apostle Tonya Williams. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you, Apostle? I am doing good. I'm doing good. It is absolutely such a joy to have you with us today. Just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for accepting our invitation to join us here today and looking forward to all that God has for us through you, through the word that he has given you. Amen. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about this opportunity. So thank you so much for having me. Amen. You're welcome. Okay, so let us jump right in. And if you will, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm I'm, I'm born and raised in Tallahassee. My name is Tonya Williams. And um, I've been walking with the Lord um, since 2000. And, well, since 2000. And I've been in ministry. I have been in church most of my life, but I have really been in ministry since like 2000. Um, my husband and I both are in ministry right now. My husband is currently in a role of a pastor, and we're serving in another um, church under a leadership of Bishop Timothy and Tantala Davis. Um, but as for me and myself, I am here in Tallahassee. I have four children, three beautiful grandchildren. Um, I love God, and I love God's people. I love the work of the ministry. Um, I love to motivate. I love to empower people. I'm a very um, hands-on type of person. I, I believe in getting into the trenches and serving. Um, I'm, a, I'm a prayer warrior and intercessor. My life is centered and based around prayer. Um, my life is centered around conversing and talking with God, staying in fellowship with Him. Um, and I'm just a woman that just loves God want to see God's people blessed, want to see what we live in, the places that we live in, the workplaces that we work in, just want to see those places um, impacted by the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, just on fire for God, love God, I'm very simple, I'm very laid back, I'm a very plain uh, person in my opinion, but I'm all about God, all about Christ, and all about advancing his kingdom, and I just, I thank God that he chose me to be able to do some of the things that I do and meet some of the great people like yourself, Apostle, um, on this journey. And so that's just a little bit about myself. I really don't like talking about myself too much. That's why I'm not good at it. Um, but I am, I'm a believer. I love God and I love his bride. I love his church. And so whatever is important to God, it becomes important to me. And so that's how I base my life on. I base my life on the things that are important to him. And that's where I center my, my time, my attention and my talent. I center those things around what's important to God. Amen. And that is so very important and so very needed today, because a lot of times we see people who are in leadership in the in the body of Christ. And it is not Christ centered, but it is self-centered. And it is so good to see and hear others that have the mind of Christ that is working for the advancement of his kingdom. But if you will tell us, um, I know it wasn't it, it was or was it an easy easy step for you to come into ministry because many that I had that I talk with they will say that you know for a while they were running there are some that will say well no you know I knew God was calling me and I went right into ministry but some struggle with this and especially when you have the call of an apostle on your life that is something because you know then and then I mean we go through the struggles number one because we're women <laughs> and some people say God didn't call women to preach but then to add that you're an apostle people saying well you know apostles went out with the day or then you know there's certain criteria that they look at to say oh well you're how are you considered an apostle because you don't have this this and that and and they go by worldly standards so if you will how was it for you to come into ministry coming into ministry for me um i i started really um through the trenches um low level trenches of coming up in ministry i came out of the world 
and all I wanted to do was be saved and serve God. And so I served in many capacities as a woman in ministry, usher, hospitality, I'm a bearer, um, Sunday school teacher. I was um, ordained as an evangelist. Um, I think more so for me, the challenges for me in ministry, um, I haven't had to really like engage into a lot of um, oppression as far as being a woman in ministry until just like recently. And it's not uh, the oppression that I'm coming in contact with. It's not directly uh, per se at me, but because we are the body and we are member, we are many members that make up the body. When I see my sisters being uh, oppressed in ministry and not being able to walk in the fullness of what God has given them and mandated them to walk in, then I, that burden it bothers me uh, because there is a great cry from heaven into this earth, and it's a clarion call that God is releasing for the apostolic women to arise. And it does not mean that we are all apostles, but it just means that there's a call now that God is calling women out of being Sunday school teachers and out of being suppressed and out of being hidden in another man's work and, or hidden in a church and you trying to be on the praise team and God has put a preacher in, in he has put a preach word in your spirit. And so for me, I didn't really have a lot of struggles. Now, for me, I walk with God. I still walk with God as a prophet. I am a prophet of God, and I walk with God. The most challenging thing, I say for me, and I believe it's a lot of pro it's a problem for a lot of women as well, is when we walk with God according to what he has called us, we, if we're not confident in that thing, if we're not confident in that call, if we don't believe what God has said about us, it's not so much that it's a man or it's somebody that's keeping us from walking in the fulfillment of God. Because what I just recently understand, Apostle, is this right here. If I don't have the confidence to believe that God called me to be a prophet or God called me to be an apostle, then people around me will devalue me because I don't have the value within myself. Mm -hmm. And so then I get the opportunity to blame someone else for hindering my walk in God because I'm really not confident in this thing. And I still need the opinion of man. I still need the validation of man because I'm insecure in this call. And so for me, walking into the apostleship was way easier than it was for me as a prophet. Hmm. Because as, when God called me to um, to the office of a prophet to walk with him as his prophet, that was, uh, that was very hard for me. It was very hard for me because of what I had seen the prophetic represent, hmm. how I seen people abuse it, how I seen people mistreated and, and people embarrassed and, and people humiliated through the prophetic or they say it's the prophetic. And so when God called me to that, I didn't want that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want that. And so because I was never, I, it took me some years to really come into agreement because the Lord called me to walk with him as his prophet probably about in 2012. But it wasn't until probably 2017 or 18 that I started carrying that title. So I never really came into an agreement with that. And so when I didn't come into full agreement with what God was telling me or showing me or doing and training me, I allowed myself to be disrespected. I allowed myself to be disvalued because I still felt like I needed the opinion of man. I still needed to be validated. I still needed somebody to tell me that I was great, that I was this and I could do it. And I, I just needed too many people to, co to uh, confirm what God has said. And I think that's a big mistake we as women we make that mistake. And so we have to do our self-work first. We have to do that work within ourselves. We have to come into agreement with God first because we can't walk with God unless we agree with him. And yes. so, it's, you know, people will only treat us um, how we let them. Mm -hmm. So true. They will treat us if we if we don't if we don't value ourselves, they won't value us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our expectation is for people to to um, look upon us and they know what's in us. We want them to be respectful and we want them to to value us and, and validate it. But we want them to do what we should be doing. And so I believe strongly, because um, God is going to cause me to speak out against this a lot because I see a spirit rising that wants to suppress women in this hour because God is calling for us. Yes. And so because God is calling for us, there's a spirit that comes up and wants to compete with the spirit of God. And that mm -hmm. spirit, it, turns, it wants to be low-key, but I see it. And I see now that there's some borderline disrespect, outwardly borderline disrespect towards women and their call of God. And so for me, they are, uh, walking in the apostleship, don't get me wrong, uh, that's a different type of warfare that comes with that. Yes. That's a different type of suffering that comes with that mantle. Boy, look at here, that's a different type hmm. of... Um, 
that's a different type of something right there. And I'm telling you, if God, if you don't know for sure that God called you to that, I say wait on your calling and make your election sure when you're talking about that apostleship. Amen. Amen. I, I know you're right. I know you're right because it has been, it has been that way with a lot that I have talked to a lot of women that I have talked with and it is just you know, the, the struggle. Hey, but if you can believe, like you said, believe that this is what God has called you and be confident in who you are. And that was the struggle that even with myself and my husband that uh, we had to go through. And I I just told him flat out, I said, well, I'm walking in what God called me and everything that he has done for me. I'm walking in it and I'm believing it. And we just went from there. But I see that a lot. And, you know, it's just how it is and the, that that spirit that is coming out and it's because we know time is winding down time is short and so we have to be about the father's business to advance his kingdom so with that tell us a little bit about your ministry i know you you've probably gotten into some of it while you was talking there but just go ahead and uh tell us a little bit about about your ministry given my husband and I a few ministries. The first ministry that the Lord gave us was a prayer ministry. Um, as I stated, I'm an intercessor. I walk with God. And so as an intercessor, the Lord birthed a ministry of prayer um, through me doing through prayer. And so I believe that anything that is worth, that will sustain and survive, it has to be birthed in prayer because prayer will be what will maintain it. And so the first ministry that the Lord has given us is the ministry um, of the, to gather the intercessors. And that scripture comes out of Acts 12, where they, uh, where Peter was in prison and the people gathered in the house and they said the church began to pray and did not pray until he was released. And so God birthed a um, ministry, a prayer ministry from that scripture um, in our lives. And so right now what we're doing with the gathering of the intercessors, we are teaching a class twice a month and it's called a prayer clinic and what we're doing in that we are equipping and empowering intercessors to be stronger because as you said apostle we are now in a time where our days are getting short and so we know when the time begins to draw nigh according to the scripture there are some things that must be fulfilled there are some things that must happen and when we begin to look at matthew 24 and we begin to look at the signs of the end time and then when we go over there to second timothy in that third chapter when it talks about the perilous times these are signs to tell us that the time is beginning to be short and so what god is called for in our prayer ministry he's called us to strengthen the gates the gates are the intercessors and what he wants us to do is he wants us to train them not teach them how to pray because we can't teach people how to engage with god we can't teach people how to speak with god but what we can do is provide you with equipment with tools with keys and with training so that you will be effective in your prayers you will be effective in your intercession and you'll be effective you won't spend time in prayer praying amiss you won't spend time in prayer as one beating at the air and not hitting anything and so god has strongly mandated us in this moment to train intercessors and to gather them and get them ready because we are in a war and we're not in a war with flesh and blood and see this is why we are distracted in the body of christ because we're fighting against flesh and blood when we have a real adversary that comes to steal kill and destroy every day so through that prayer ministry the lord has um mandated us to gather twice a month and do some teaching and some training through the word of God and some principles and application through the word so that we can pray effectively and so we're not wasting a lot of time and so even with that prayer ministry it also requires us to do some heart work because the heart is definitely wicked and see that problem is we're going we think we're going before the throne of God with bitterness in our heart and unforgiveness and all kind of um things in our heart but we can we have to deal with the heart of the man so that we can pray effectively so we can begin to move mountains and we are um strategically in the prayer clinic the seven mountains of influence and so we move strategically by the leading of the holy ghost uh to teach on the seven mountains of influence and the reason why we're teaching on the seven mountains of influence because each one of these mountains impact our day to day and i strongly believe that the mountain of family is the foundation for every other mountain that sits upon it because if we can we can trace family to every mountain of influence and so that's one of the mountains that i try to stand on and invade as much as i can because it is what can be traced to every other 
only teach, but after we've taught and we went through the word of God, then we spend some time with application. So at that point, where it's application, we, um, each person has an opportunity. I will give them a mountain and they will go and cover that mountain in prayer. And so we use the exercise, um, because we don't want to just give you a whole bunch of knowledge and give you a whole bunch of information. If you don't ever use that information, you'll lose that information. And so in the class, we take that time for the last part of the class to just really pray and to so that the intercessors can use the tools and the keys that we provided through scriptures on how they can go forth in prayer and start seeing some of the things that they're asking God for. See some of the things that um, they're petitioning and praying God for. And so the gathering of the intercessors is one of the very first ministries that God gave us. And then about maybe three or four years ago, the Lord began to deal with me about um, the Great Commission in Matthew 28, and he begins to show me some things, and this time, when God begins to show me some things, he begins to, because I've been in church my whole life, and so there's some things that God begins to say and show to me that I had to look at through the scriptures, and I realized that some of the teachings that I had received while I was in church were wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's not to bash the church because I'm a defender of the faith. I'm a defender of the bride of Christ. But some of the things that uh, we have been put in chains and bonds and entrapped in, that God has now called me to create a training center, uh, my husband and I, in an apostolic network. And what that apostolic network is, is to raise up and come in contact with fivefold ministries and leaders and let us form um, a gathering or a bond or a covenant and come together so that we can continue to advance the kingdom of God. The apostolic network is to uh, come in covenant so that we can advance the kingdom because we have been renegades too long. We have been me, my foe, and no more for too mm. long. And so that's an effort that God has given us to join the bride, to join the body, to join the members together in the body so that we can do a work. And it may not be my church that I need to go and fellowship with to help build. I may have to come to your your church apostle and so my time my talents my gift to help you build for a season and then i may have to move on to another one and so that's what the network will provide and see we have to come out of that it's my ministry it's my church i'm the leader i'm the one in charge we have to come out of that because as long as we stay in that mindset we cannot advance the kingdom of god so god has mandated my husband and i apostle anthony williams to create a training center and in this training center he has mandated us to raise up the disciples. He has taken us back to discipleship according to the word. And he has told us specifically, I want you to really get into the four gospels because there's a blueprint in the four gospels of Jesus Christ. There are strategies, there's teachings, there are principles, there's precepts in those four gospel rights. And you'll see great great teaching and great training. And so the God has called for a training center because we need teachers. Amen. We know how to do church. We know how to preach, but we cannot teach the word effectively so that people can grow. And see, we lack maturity in the body of Christ. And it's not because people don't love God, Apostle. It's not because people do not do not have faith. It's because they do not have the word of God. And they have been given the word, but they haven't been given the word with instruction. We have given them the word, but we haven't taught them how to walk in the application of God's word. And so what God has done, he's called us a uh, birth a training center where we will have classes and teachings and we will uh, um, we will disciple we will provide mentorship we will provide apostolic covering for churches or either or if it's just for a leader whatever it is that the the body is in need of with God we're asking God to make us ready and available to be the one to provide that need for the body and so he has mandated us to start a training center we will baptize we will have communion and we will once there uh, becomes a gathering or a need for a building we will pursue to get a building but we won't pastor it we may have to pastor it for a season to build it up but we're looking for apostolic teams husband and wives we prefer to be able to come in and put them over that ministry so that they can take care of the sheep because we got to have a place for the sheep to be fed when they're coming in out of the streets when they're coming in out of the world when they're coming in out of their sin and they're coming in out of their backslidden state we got to have a place to put them so that they can learn it has to be a safe environment it has to be an environment that can nurture them up it got to be an environment that can provide some deliverance and some healing and some restoration and so we have to do some deliverance there because there's a 
might use the word Jesus and things like that. But um, that's what we're doing right now as far as ministry. Amen. Amen. And see that all that that you said is so, so very needed. So very needed. And it is to the point where, I mean, God is duplicating this throughout the ones that really hear his voice and are, are moving for him for the advancement of the kingdom, because this is something that is very needed. He is calling for us to come back to the roots of his word, because we have gone so far astray from his word. And we're doing it because we have put ourselves, people have put themselves in it. And so God is saying, take you out and put Christ back in and really focus on Christ. And so we just thank God for how he is blessing you and your husband and the ministries that he has given you. I know there are other ministries and we'll we'll probably have to have you come back to talk about some of those, but we just thank God for what he is doing right now with the gathering of the intercessors and the training center that is so very needed my husband and I also have the training center going and so you can tell that this is something that is needed because when God began to put it on more than one person's heart and you see it duplicated throughout you know that this is a God move so we thank you for that which God is giving you to do but we're right now what we're going to do we're going to pause for a break and then we'll be right back don't go anywhere you stay right here so you can hear the rest of apostle tonya williams if you've enjoyed what she has said thus far coming up i'm sure it is going to truly truly bless you for years to come so don't go anywhere we'll be right back right after this hey what's up holla at your boy xoxoxo you getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that's not cool.com. That's not cool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Confusion ever someone or have sudden... Have you ever had sudden confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. Don't wait. Call 911 immediately. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at powertoendstroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. And we're back. We're talking with Apostle Tonya Williams of the Gathering of the Intercessors here in Tallahassee, Florida. And I'm telling you, if you missed the first half, you just have to make sure that you go back and and hear it because she has already given some good things to say. And she wasn't even really talking about what God has said for her, but in the call and the ministry but we just thank you apostle thank you for being here with us once again and it was such a pleasure to have you here thus far well thank you so much again you know i'm very excited about this i don't really do radio and things like this so i'm very very humbled by this opportunity apostle amen amen well we're going to go ahead and continue and i want to now just move to asking you we have probably about Oh, probably about 25 minutes. And I just want you to give this time to you to allow you whatever God has placed on your heart. Let us know that which God is giving you for his people. So if you want to preach, if you want to teach, however God leads you, let us know what God is giving you for his people today. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What I want to, what I will say is this right here to the body of Christ, to those of us who bear the name of God, to those of us that profess to be believers, this is what I would say to us. We are not in a time where we can continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ from the sidelines. We are no longer in a place where we can point to the unbeliever sitting on the sideline, pointing out their sin, their wrongs, their this, their that, and we're preaching the gospel like we don't, like the word of God does not apply to us, but the Bible clearly tells us that the judgment will start at the household of faith 
first. And so we have been deceived in many things, and it could be pride that we are deceived by because we're the ones with the microphone. We're the ones that go to church faithfully twice a week. We're the ones that's preaching the gospel. We're the ones that's wearing the clergy collar. But we are the ones that also will be judged first. And so when we're preaching the gospel, we're beating up, we're beating up on the unbelievers. We're beating up on those who don't even know God. But I come to sound an alarm today to the body of Christ, to those that will believe and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, that we must now get on the field. We must now be the ones that are on the altar. We must be now the ones that are standing before God, repenting. The cry of repentance must be coming from our mouth because we are the ones that's called to be the light. We are the ones that's called to be the salt of this earth. And God has entrusted us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are the ones that has been given the kingdom of God to advance And we want to make an unbeliever perfect and he don't even know God. When we won't even take that same measure of word and cause it to make our lives line up. And God is saying that it is time now that we sit down and come down out of pride and begin to let the word that we preach wash and clean us up so that we can look like God, so that we can be in the image of God. Because guess what? People are looking for God in the earth. Hmm. People are looking for God. And the Lord told me on yesterday, he said, my, he said, my voice is walking through the land as it was in the Garden of Eden, in the Garden of Eden, because in the book of Genesis, in the third chapter, the Bible says that the voice of God walked in the garden. And God said, I'm walking in the earth. He said, but there are many that will not hear me. Why? Because we don't want to be transformed. Hmm. And we have moved ourselves back into the days of Jesus. And if we read the four Gospels of John, we will see that the greatest threat that Jesus had, it was not the sin of man. It was not the woman with the issue of blood. It was not the woman whose daughter was vexed by a demon. It was not the one, not the woman at the well. It was not Lazarus. It was not the unbeliever. It was not even the backslider. Jesus' greatest opposition came from the Pharisees. And the Sadducees, and that's going to be our greatest, that's going to be our greatest attack. But what we must remember as kingdom citizens is that we don't war against flesh. We don't war against blood. And so if we spend our time fighting, that's what we're doing. We spend our time fighting and acknowledging our haters. And we so, we so full of pain that everything comes out of our mouth. It's venom. And we don't have the, the, the word of life in our mouth. And the Bible says, how can um, sweet and bitter come out of the same fountain? And I'm here to ask us today, how is that possible? It's possible because the heart is desperately wicked. Yes. No one yes. knows it. That's how bitter and sweet can come out of the same mouth because your heart is hard. It's bitter. It's full of deceit. It's full of vain. And so what we're trying to do, we're trying to prepare a world for God and the church not ready. Hmm. Yeah. That's 
life. Yes. I'm not the one you're looking for, but that's one that comes behind me. Yes. Who I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes. And see, that's what reformers are here for. That's why we are sick. That's why we are here. And God told me. Oh, God, I get so God told me two weeks ago and he had to remind me of why he called me into the body. He had to remind me why he saved me from a life of sin. He had to remind me how I lost my mind in 1995 and had a mental breakdown that he restored my mind for such a time as this. And he told me, he said, go to Ezekiel 3 and I want to remind you of why I called you to walk with me as a prophet. And he told me, he said, eat that which you find. Mm-hmm. He said, eat that what you find. He said, and when you eat it, I want you to go to the house of Israel. I'm not sending you to a people with a strange speech. I'm not sending you to a people that won't understand what you're saying. But I'm sending you to a generation, a people, a group of people that will not listen to you, will not listen because they won't listen to me. But I still want you to go. And so the time of reformation is where God is raising up reformers, where he is sending us because he wants to turn the heart of his children, the heart of his creation back unto him. Yes, and Lord. so during the time of reformation, we have to deal very strongly with the church. Yes. We have to deal very strongly with the leaders. We have to deal very strongly with the sons of God. We have to deal very strongly with the daughters of God because it's a time of reformation. The church is out of control. Hallelujah. But we so busy trying to trying to write books. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. 
education, the mountain of business, the mountain of media, the mountains of art and entertainment, the mountain of religion. We are to occupy and invade these mountains. Why? Because the wealth of the wicked is in these mountains. The wealth of the wicked is in those mountains and it's stored up, it's waiting, it's laid up for those of us that are just. But we teach that scripture and we preach that scripture like the sky gonna open and the wealth is gonna fall in our hands. Hmm. No, we have to make ready. We have to make ready. We have to plan business plans. We have to make provisions. We have to have clean co- clean credit score. We have to get our name as a good name on paper in the earth. Hmm. Amen. Oh. Yes, oh Lord. God. Yes, Lord. So the church is broke. Mm. The church is broke. And so we have to rely on fundraisers and programs. Huh. To be able to pay the light bill and to be able to pay the rent. But that's not what God intended for the bride to be cared for. Because if we go to the book of Acts, we see that during the time when the first church was established, the Bible says in Acts, I want to say the second chapter, it says that the people went and sold all that they had and brought the money to the apostles' feet. But the reason the reason why we are not able to go and sell what we have to bring finances in the house of God to advance the kingdom is because we don't know anything about stewardship. Hmm. Well, we taught the church how to we taught the church how to have programs. We taught the church how to run and shout. We taught the church how to speak in tongues. We taught the church how to sell fish dinners and chicken sandwiches. We taught the church how to do that, but we didn't teach them that they can be business owners. We didn't teach them that they can have a eight hundred credit score. We didn't teach them to be homeowners. We didn't teach them about investment. We didn't teach them to go and buy stocks and bonds. We didn't teach them how to go and buy land and have a stream of revenue. We didn't teach them about real estate to go buy property and let it be a source of income. We didn't teach them that their time and their treasures and their talents was bigger than the house of God. We didn't teach them that. We didn't teach them that they could be big coordinators. We didn't teach them that they could have court catering companies. We didn't teach that you could have a, um, a custodial company. We didn't teach them that you could go to law school and be bigger than this. We didn't teach that. All we taught was that the, the power and the anointing of God only works inside this building. Mm. Mm.
Amen. I fall on my own sword first. I bring correction to myself first. Because I'm not going to preach a message of deliverance to you. And my life ain't, ain't my life hasn't received that deliverance. I need that deliverance first. Why? Mm. So I can show you. And I can warn you. That when you're in this process of deliverance, I can say, watch out for this. Oh, and pay attention to that. And when you get to this place, you're going to have to probably deal with this right here. I had to, but you may not. And so we have to go through all our processes because if we don't go through, we can't help nobody. Yes. But see, the problem is, the body of Christ, we're trying to operate on gifts and help somebody, and we have an experience and taste and seen that the Lord is good in that area in our lives. Hmm. Say that. And so we become an unbelievable message. We become an unbelievable message and we bring uh, we bring Christ back to the cross to be crucified afresh again, 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 and again. And we take Christ through the shame of dying on a tree again, 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 and again because we don't want to do our work. We want a form of godliness. Hmm. But we don't want to walk in true power. And so when God sends me to deal with his church, I deal with his church harshly. Yes. And that includes myself. I'm not separate from the church because I'm a member of the body. I'm a son of God. I have been adopted. And the life I now live, I live it in Christ because my old life is dead in him. Amen. And so what I will say to the body of Christ, it's time to get an alignment. It's time to get an alignment. The Lord told me on yesterday, he said, I've been watching for about a week or two, I've been watching the spirit of mockery. Hmm. I've been hmm. watching the spirit of scoffer mm-hmm. against the church. Oh, yes. The, just the, just the, the, the influx of increase and just abundance of shots and shade that the church takes every day. And it's not the world that's coming against the church. It's not the world that has become the mockers. It's not the world that has become the scoffers against the bride of Christ. It's those of us who say we are part of the body. But the Bible tells me that in the last days, there will be mockers and there will be scoffers in the earth. But guess what? Those mockers and scoffers are in the body of Christ. Yes. Yes. And we have turned on the church. We have turned on the ministry of Jesus Christ. We have turned. And we have called that what Jesus has done and the son that God has given for the world because he so loved us. We have called that to be shame. We have brought reproach to it. Hmm. And we must repent. My Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. We must we must repent for the reproach that we brought onto the body of Christ. We must repent because the Bible said, Jesus said, you are no mine. Hmm. You are no my disciples. Mm-hmm. You will know them. How would you know them? How can you be able to identify a disciple? They walk in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they walk in love. And because they walk in love and because we are disciples of Jesus Christ, we know how to be a lamb slaughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. We know how to be a lamb slaughter. We know how to take on offenses that's not ours. We know how to take on sins of the world that was not ours. We know how to take on accusation, and we are not at fault, but we know how to take it on. Why? Because we want to pursue reconciliation. We're just trying to get you joined back to the body. And so if I got to take a dagger, if I got to take a lie, if you got to accuse me of this, all I can say is I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Leave my gift at the altar and go and try to reconcile with my brother. Because I'm a follower of Christ. My life is hid in him. Mm. And so if I got to be talking about what the church did and my haters and, 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 and watch me win, and if I got to, if that's my conversation, I need to be at the altar. <laughs> well, glory. Hallelujah. If I got to address people, if I got to address people with subliminal messages on Facebook throwing shade and shots, then I need to be at the altar. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Somewhere I forgot to guard my heart because he tells us, he said, guard your heart with all due diligence. Why? Because out of it flows the issues of life. Why? Out of it, the abundance of the mouth will speak. That's why he tells us to guard it. Why? Because he told, if we go over there in John 17, when Jesus begins to get ready to leave here, he begins to pray for his disciples. Why? Because he had to leave them in this world. Mm-hmm. Because he had to leave us here. And he knew that in this world there was not one good thing. And he knew that we would be persecuted. He knew that we would be killed. And if we really want to be an apostle, if we really want to walk in that right there, we better go and look.
Yes. Because it took them something to preach this gospel. <laughs> it cost them their very lives. One was born in tar. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we can look at the we can look at the book of Acts and look at the suffering. Yes. Of the apostles. We can go through first and second Corinthians. We can go over there even in Timothy and we can see some of the things that Paul had to endure for the sake of this gospel. Yes. Yes. So what I say to us today, what I say to the body of Christ, because the unbelievers gonna do what they gonna do. They gonna do what they gonna do. Mm-hmm. But we got to live our lives in such a way that they'll come up there and say, what must I do to be saved? Yes. We trying to get the world ready for Christ and the church not ready. Mm. And we preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ like we got our bags packed to the door. Like we waiting on, we waiting on the coming of the Lord. We not ready. The bride is not ready. We not even ready for the influx of souls that God want to send. We're not even ready because I can hear the army of souls marching. I can hear them being made ready. I can hear God preparing them. Thank you, but Jesus. the church ain't ready because we don't want nothing in the house that don't look like us. We don't want nothing in the house with goals in their mouth. We don't want nothing in the house with dreads and tattoos all in their face. We don't want that. And so as long as we don't want that, we're not ready. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. As long as we want everybody in a white hat with a dolly on their head, we're not <laughs> ready. Woo. See that, yes. We're not ready. But see, we got to get past of what we see and start listening because God keep telling me, I keep asking God, why did you put that scripture so many times in the Bible? He that has an ear, let them hear. Yes. He that has an ear, let them hear. He that has an ear, let them hear. Why? Because he knew that we would get distracted by what we see. And so we have to listen for God in the mouth of people. Yes, yes, yes. It's the time now where your title is enough. Your title is not enough for me. Amen. What church ain't enough for me. I need to hear God in your mouth. I need to hear God in your conversation. I need to see God. I need to see God in your mouth. I need to see him in your conduct. I need to see him in your speech. Because what we are in now, we are in a time now, just as Jesus was when he walked upon that tree. And that tree, he thought that tree had fruit. Mm-hmm. But he got up on it. It didn't have nothing. So what? You were created for something. You were created to produce something. You were created for a specific reason. And if you're not producing anything, we're going to be cursed and dried up. Amen. Because Jesus spoke to that thing and told it that it was going to dry up and die and never was going to produce. Because guess what? When I came to find you in what season that you were supposed to be fruitful and multiplying, you didn't even have you mm. didn't even have a leaf on your tree. Mm, mm, mm. y'all were here listening you have been in church with me and apostle tonya williams oh thank you so very much for that word it is just like echoes 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 that have been that you have spoken because we're you know you can tell the ones that god has truly sent because they're saying the same things they're preaching along the same lines and i just thank god i thank god hallelujah because even for me this was confirmation hallelujah even for me this was this was just something that just lets you know, okay, you're on the right track. Go forth. Don't look back. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. But go forth and do what God has given and called you to do. So I'm so very thankful for the word that you gave on today. And I'm sure others are elated as well because it is a word that come straight from the throne room from heaven so we just thank you for your time here with us today and before we go i do want to ask you if someone wanted to get in touch with you if they wanted to fellowship with you if they wanted to come be a, a part of the gathering of the intercessors or even in your training center how would they be able to contact you the best way to contact me is my cell phone and I can give you that number. That number is 850-284-1778. Again, my cell phone number is 850-284-1778. If I do not 
Um, answer my phone. Please leave me a voicemail, and I promise I will return your call. Amen. And are you accessible on social media? Also, I have a Facebook page, and my name on Facebook is Tonya A. Williams. And you can either message me or um, you can't write on my page because I don't allow people to do that. But you can definitely send me an inbox and I will respond. Amen. Amen. Okay, so there you have it. She is giving you her phone number. And of course, you can contact her via Facebook Messenger. And I'm telling you, be sure to connect, be sure to contact her and you will be blessed. So we just thank you so very much for your time here. I'm sure we're going to have to have you come back along with your husband or he can come back on his own as well. So we just thank God that you were here and thank God for the message, the word that you have given us on today. So with that, Apostle, I just want to say be blessed and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for joining Apostle Des for Kingdom Living Today. To contact us, visit our Facebook page at Kingdom Business Ministries or go to our website at www.4kbm.org. That's www.forkbm.org. If you'd like to sow seed into the ministry, send your donation to Kingdom Business Ministries. Post Office Box 180576, Tallahassee, Florida, 32318. Or via Cash App to Cash Tag S-T-A-K-M-A-T-C. That's Cash Tag S-T-A-K-M-A-T-C. Until next time, be blessed.